This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles, on the Rockstar Radio Network. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, fabulous, fabulous day in listening to everyone. And if you do want to have questions, because we have an amazing guest during our hour and who is going to be with us. And Gary Blair Ryan knows more about goal setting than anybody I know about. And it's the reason why 60% of Fortune 500 companies engage him to work with them on moving forward and developing their vision. So Gary will be with us. But I just want to give a few kudos to our some of our AuthorU members and, and our listeners. For example, Roger Frame, Dr. Roger Frame, has just pulled down his fourth big, 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 big book award. And Roger has won for his book, Don't Carve the Turkey with the Chainsaw, which deals all with family conflict. Um, just won another big one in the parenting family category um, with the Living Now Awards, which is part of the IPI Awards, which is one of the groups I recommend. And I know we've done programs on book awards. I'm going to come back and revisit it because this is, as you move into fall time, this is the book award season. And there's a lot of people who are hawking, and I'm going to say it that way, hawking their awards, and some of them really don't warrant your marketing dollar. And book awards should be put into the marketing dollar category. And a couple of key categories I look for, number one, I want a book award to have a very specific website for book awards. I want them to have a really designated strategy program to let the world know that you are hot and you rock when you are a winner, whether it's the gold or the silver or the bronze or however they're going to call them. Um, and I want them not to require you to join them as a member to be able to then pay again to be in their book awards. Other than that, we try to do a vetting on them. So I have just written a blog. If you will go to the blog to author you, and that's the letter U, authoru.org, and go there and just read the latest blog. I very detail give the names of ones that I have worked with, recommended to my clients and AuthorU members. And there, there are submission deadlines um, up there. For example, USA Book News, their deadline is tomorrow for their book awards to get in for this go-around. So you definitely do want to go and check that out. August 31st will be the deadline there. And you can check that out there. So that's one thing. Secondly, that I think that uh, for Roger, so kudos to Roger for that. And then I want to let you all know that I am broadcasting today from my outdoor offices. During the summer months, I move my offices when weather permits into a a really full-blown, like, 45-foot 
18-foot patio area where I can view the backyard. So I've got ponds with koi's. I've got lush greenery. And it's really a great environment um, to work within when I'm writing and creating. And then lastly, I'm going to pat myself on the back because today I went to the fifth printing on my book called Stabotage, How to Deal with the Pitbull, Skunk, Snakes, Scorpions, and Slugs in the Healthcare Workplace. Plus, I just finished book number 3030 which is author you, Y-O-U, creating and building the author and book platforms. And that will be going to print next week. And we're so excited about how that has come out because it was a major goal to kick off the series before fall start, to have books in hand in October when I have a big speech on developing the author platforms, which ties in now. And I want to bring on the fabulous, fabulous Gary Ryan Blair, because he's all about goals. It's one of my goals. We're going to talk about what goals are and what are not goals. What do you do when you're stuck? How do you get back on track? He's got this amazing uh, 100-day challenge going on with goals, and I know he's going to share us uh, with, with information about that. But who is Gary? Well, he is known as the goals guy, and he's the president of the goals guy. He's a visionary. He's a very gifted conceptual thinker, and he's highly regarded literally as a speaker, a consultant, strategic planner. He's a coach to the leading companies, as I mentioned earlier. Fortune 500, 60% of them routinely engage him, and he's also the author of Everything Counts. Welcome, Gary, to the show today. Judith, thanks for having me. I look forward to it. Yeah, we're going to be, it's going to be fun. So I'm going to let you lead us down the path in some areas, but I know you, you gave me some key points to look at, and it's all about goals. Authors, to get a book done, a quality book done, have got to have some goals. So what are some of the tips that, that you want to start out with to, to kickstart this? Well, goodness gracious, it's a big question. There's a lot of ways to look at this. Um, let's, let me ask you the question. Do you want to talk about before the book is actually written in terms of strategy, or do you want to yep. look at it from the approach of after it's written? Yep. Yes and yes. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, let me, let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Um, I believe that one of the things that's missing in most, in, from most authors, really, is a well-thought-out strategy before the book is even written. As an example, let me just break down everything counts for just an example. Um, I have made, at this point, you know, I, I've done very well online as well as hard products, selling, repurposing, but having an effective strategy for, dis, for distributing content, that being intellectual property. So the first thing we need to do is put it in our own mind, our own paradigm, that you're not just an author. You really are an information entrepreneur. And as an information entrepreneur, you need to be thinking of like an entrepreneur and, and fundamentally realizing that what you have is you have branded, uniquely written material that, is, that hopefully, if it's done right, is, it helps to solve a problem and is focused on a targeted niche. So those things are absolutely critical. Now, as it relates to everything counts, straight on out, you know, I wrote this book for the simple reason that, you know, I wanted to give a different perspective on excellence, but I also wanted to kind of stick a thumb, if you will, right in the eye of the old saying, don't sweat the small stuff, and get people to realize that you need to pay attention to detail. That, you know, you could never go to, uh, you know, to a Michelangelo or a Martha Stewart or an Armani or anyone along those lines and say, don't sweat it. Nah, no big deal. I mean, the fact is, what makes these people so great is that they truly do sweat the small stuff. So, 
that was the, the drive, one of the driving purposes. Now, looking at it from a content standpoint, the way I designed this program, there were 52 chapters, all right? So essentially, there are 52 what I would call portraits almost. So I took a whole series of different disciplines and wrote, a, wrote in a very systematic manner. There were a 1,000 words for each individual chapter. There was a solid opening that began with a provocative question. There was a close that had a very consistent hook all the way throughout. If I record each one of those, I wind up having a 15, because each is a thousand words, I'm going to have about a 15 minute MP3. So you do the math, you could figure that whole thing out. And then I could also separate each one of those individual chapters into its own PDF, turn it into a self-study guide, and a whole series of collaborative products. Long story short, there was a well-crafted strategy. And since that book is launched, we've made I would venture to say, uh, I was going to see say 10 times, I don't even know the amount, but I would venture to say well over 100 times the amount of money that we've made on, on repurposing content than just on the sale of the book itself. So from the get-go, what you're saying in your, your goal strategy pre-book was what you could do to shape, repackage, repurpose each chapter into multiple forms. Absolutely. Okay. All right. I like that a lot. All right. What else? Well, here, here's a good approach. I call this a nine lives approach, but essentially, you know, when you're writing, when you're creating a book, what you want to be thinking through is, you know, I, is, is what's the right way to go about approaching it? And for me, I believe that if you have a blog or a newsletter, you want to look at that as what I would call basically as a strategic writing vehicle, is think through your book, outline the chapters in advance, use your blog or your newsletter, whatever it is you're going to be using or distributing to get your content out, and challenge yourself, if you will, to write the book as you go throughout over the course of two, three, four months, whatever the case might be, and you use that, use your, your blog basically as the vehicle with which to write. Once you're done, you sew all of it together, if you will, retitle it or whatever you need to do, and at the end of that, that process, you've got a, you know, you, you, you basically have a, a strategic book writing process in place. So you're an advocate, Gary, then, of really using the blog to blog your book, to really put it together, to think it out, to shape it, and then start dropping it in. Absolutely. Am I hearing, I mean, am I hearing that? It, it, you're absolutely hearing it correctly. That's the, exact, that's, that's the smartest way to go about doing it. I mean, why would you go out and you know, just continue to write something on your blog that it, is, it, it doesn't have any real consistent thought to it that perhaps you're just kind of filling stuff in in order just to kind of keep your, your readership happy or, um, you know, appeased in some way, why not, why not do it in such a way that you are fulfilling two purposes? You're feeding your audience, but more importantly, you're developing new content. Mm-hmm. I had an experience a week ago where I did a program for the University of Phoenix faculty, and it was on how to commercialize and monetize your thesis and dissertation, and that it... it, it boggled my mind that it never dropped into them that they could repackage, repurpose, and get there a lot of times, as you've seen some of these things, mumbo-jumble, into lay format and actually put their mark out in a totally different way. Absolutely. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a kick. Well, it's truly astounding. But, you know, even if something like, let's just arbitrarily say, like a Harvard Business Review, maybe have, uh, you know, some type of a... Uh, a case study or something that goes out, or even on top of a newsletter. The fact is, any type of a newsletter can go back and be repurposed. You can have one version that's 750 words, another one that is 1,500, another one is 3,000 or 5,000 words. And depending mm-hmm. on where you want to distribute that, they could go to, uh, to, to an e-zine house, they could go to a Fortune magazine, or wherever it is you want to be able to put that. 
And and that is what the the whole key is. Gary, we have about one minute before we go to our first break. So I, I think that what we're really saying is that put your brain in gear here, people, and what you can really do and take this whole book idea to another level and don't just stop at a book and get stuck that there is phenomenal opportunities out here if they really put it together from the get-go. I that makes agree. Yeah, uh, the, the goal was to build an information empire, and you need to do it strategically. You're absolutely right. All right, so when we come back, Gary Blair Ryan, the goals guy, is really going to take us into that informational empire, and he's going to give us some really key strategies on how we can do it, and actually what he did with his book, Everything Counts. I'm Judith Bryles. You're listening to your guide to book publishing. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Is there a book in you or another? Author You will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join Author U today through its website at authoru.org. Follow Author U on Twitter at Author U and on Facebook at Author U, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. Author U, where the author goes to become seriously successful. Change the way you publish online. WaveCloud is a new form for authors to manage all their books' information in one place from start to finish, including pricing and listing summary. To learn more or sign up for email updates, visit wavecloud.com. Every picture tells a story. And it's a truism that people do judge a book by its cover. Nick Selinger and NZ Graphics have been in the business of producing superior graphic cover design and interior layout for self-published authors, independent and traditional publishers for years. He has developed a reputation for... Excellent work, fast turnarounds, and best of all, affordable pricing. NZ Graphics also produces ebooks and book marketing materials such as posters, sell sheets, postcards, bookmarks, business cards, logos, and more. Books designed for his clients have won multiple book awards, including Best Book Award by U.S. Book News, multiple Evie Awards from the Colorado Independent Publishers Association, Indie Book Awards, the San Francisco Book Festival Award, and Freedom Medal Award from Valley Forge. Visit www.nzgraphics.com. 
www.nzgraphics.com or call 303-985-4174 for more details about making your book the success it should be. Mention that you are an FOJ, friend of Judith's, and that you heard about NZ Graphics on your guide to book publishing. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Would you like to have 200,000 people not only follow you but actually sign up for something you'd offer that's based on your work, your product, your intellectual property? Well, that's exactly what our guest Gary Ryan Blair does when he rolls out anything new. And I, before we leave this hour, we're going to be talking about the, his whole 100-day challenge, which is what they will have 200,000 people sign up. And he knows that it's going to create roughly, listen to this, $30 million in revenues. Wouldn't you love it? Maybe even just a fraction of it would be kind of cool. But, Gary, when we left, you know, you talked about the informational empire, which I love the information empire. I love that building of the green brick road. So what are some of those things that, I mean, you talked about creating a book based on blogs. I mean, why reinvent the wheel this over and over again where you're coming up with this killer material that's from your heart of hearts that you, you can tweak and redo and start putting together a book. What are some of those other steps, pre-book, that authors should be thinking about? Well, sure. You know, it's, it's, there's so much conversation talked about, you know, you've, you've got to write towards your passion and everything else. And I, I absolutely agree. But yep. I also think there's something that people do need to take the time to step back and really seriously look at. Mm-hmm. And there's an old saying, maybe there's a good setup, that money makes the world go round. I don't believe that's true at all. Flat out, what makes the world go around is problems, and I just want to reinforce this. Oh, yes. If, if, you know, if, if you ran out of gas, you've got a problem, you'll throw money at it. If you're hungry, you'll go down to the grocery store and throw money at the problem. If your child has crooked teeth, you'll go to the dentist and throw money at it. That Everything that exists, that has ever existed, is a solution to a problem. So you need to look at your book that way, that what is the problem that you are solving? How can you solve it better, faster, quicker, more creatively than anyone else out there in the marketplace? And ultimately, that's really what it comes down to is that your book is, is designed to solve some type of problem that your customer has. And you want to be able to exploit that and, and, and paint yourself as the authority uh, accordingly. So the first thing, most importantly, is what is the problem? What is the un, unsolved problem or the problem that is being poorly solved right now um, you know, it, in, uh, you know, in the community, in the culture, in, you know, towards your, your key demographic? Gary, I, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, holy smoke, when I tell authors how you design a book, there are four key things. Number one, what's the problem? Yeah. What's the cause? What's the effect? Mm-hmm. And what's the solution? That's it. And mm-hmm. your stories, your key points, your stats, your strategies all evolve around those four points. I don't care if it's fiction or nonfiction. 
in, in fiction, the protagonist has got a problem. Somebody caused it, maybe him or herself, but mm-hmm. it's caused. There's effect. There's this dominoing junk that happens, and there's a solution to it. How are they going to get out of this mess? The same thing is in the nonfiction world. So when you said problem, I thought, holy smoke, this guy's in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So the problem makes the world go round. Love the phrase. Yeah. All right? Yeah, so, it- it truly, really, it, it truly is. I mean, that's uh, you know, it's it's so important, and that's the funny part about it is some people, you know, think that there may be, they, they really don't take enough time to really think about such a simple element, but that's absolutely critical. That's really what it's all about. All right, so we start with the problem, um, and then you the the quickest. The betterest, the fastest, you know, we've, we've got the technology, <laughs> as, as the bionic man used to say. All right, we've got the technology to really deliver it quicker and faster and better in a lot of ways. You've got so many different ways to deliver information today to meet everybody globally. Mm-hmm. All right? Without, without a doubt. You know, I'm going to share my approach, and this, this may be helpful, Perfect. but from a writing standpoint, is how do you attack the problem? How do you solve it? Um, as a for somebody who works with and I and I work with with some pretty prominent people in organizations, I get paid to deliver results. I, and if I go in there and saying words such as I think or you might want to try this or whatever, that's never going to work. I learned a long time ago that a professional, that truly somebody who is paid to deliver results, speaks authoritatively. So I write from a very authoritative position. And, and I think it's really important. My perspective, this may sound strange, is to be a benevolent dictator. And what I mean by that is I want to be, a, I, I have your best interest in hand. I know what the problem is. I have the solution in mind. Um, I want to help you. And I'm going to tell you the right way to go about doing it. So when you read anything that, that you pick up from me, it is truly going to come across with a specific tone to it. And I think that's something that you need to, as a writer, determine exactly how you are going to present yourself. But so many people, I do believe, write weakly. They, when I mean weakly, I mean I just think they, they choose wimpy words and they have a, a wimpy perspective as to how they go about solving it. So I think you've got to get in your mind is how do you want to be positioned in the mind of your customer and you need to write accordingly. Well, I actually like that. When I was doing consulting, my doctorate is actually in um, why women undermine other women and, and specifically how you deal with a toxic workplace of healthcare. That's where I got into female-dominated workplaces. And I would tell people, I, I can give you, I've got the solution. I think, I think you're absolutely right. You've got to come as, the, you are the dictator. You are the expert. That's why you're there. Not in a coaching session. Well, you can think about this and you can leave options. So I would say, I can give you the five-minute solution or I can give you a $40,000 one. Which, would, which do you want? <laughs> And, and, and they would say, well, what's the five minute? And I said, fire their happy tushes. That's not what I say, tush, but happy, happy. <laughs> and, and I said, or you can go through six months of coaching and all that. What's your choice here? Mm-hmm. But Because we're going to come to the same c- conclusion. I know where the road's going here, dudes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Well, let me tell you another key, which I think is real helpful. You know, I, I know you've, you've had to have spoken about focusing in on a niche, not just a problem. Absolutely. But, but on a core market. So let me give you a couple of different takes on that. Okay. Uh, we already talked about problem. Here's an acronym. It's the title of one of my books, Focus. Follow one course until successful. Very simple. Mm-hmm. Your business model, when you go out there and launch a book, you've got to identify the niche and realize, or, or should we say better yet, here's a good visual. Popeye's girlfriend. Olive oil. Olive oil. You got yes. it. Olive oil is a long, tall drink of water. 
that's what your that's what your market niche should look like. You don't want to yeah. be short, fat, and squatty across the board. What you want to do is you want to operate like a surgeon. You want to identify that niche, and you want to be able to exploit it, but realize that you want to go deep with that, very, very narrow, very deep, and you want to be the key prominent solution for that specific area. That's the right way to go about doing it. So always focus on a niche. Now, what are the different niches? This is really important. Mm. There are, I call this your center of gravity. Essentially, it's an extension of this, but there is either a person focus, a place focus, or a thing focus. To make it very simple, a person focus. This could be pregnant women. It could be kids. It could be folks with disability, people with blue eyes. It could be for short people or tall people. In the same way that if you look at, you know, different clothing lines out there. They're going to have tall and short. They're going to have dress barn for, for larger women. They're going to have, you know, different places for different age groups. But essentially, there's going to be a, a person focus. Is your, is your niche focused on an individual? Secondly, place. You can have a geographic focus. I have, I know you've, you've been self-publishing for a bit, and I have as well. Um, but, you know, I have a number of authors who, who focus in their entire business as consultants are focused in on just geographic niches. So one gentleman in mm-hmm. particular, I'll give you an idea, he wrote a book basically called The Diamonds of Minneapolis, uh, a Red Wing, a uh, Red Wing mm-hmm. title. And mm-hmm. really what it was all about was he wrote the book about all the m- very wealthy, prominent families in that area, where their money came from, what it was all about. It was a geographically ah. focused book. Now, the reason why he wrote it, because those are the people he wanted to do business with. Exactly. He sells it in those local stores. Everybody from those families wanted to get a copy. He put information about his coaching, speaking, consulting services in there. He's become a celebrity, and now he's doing business with all the people in that specific niche. That would be a geographic focus. It's a right way to go about doing it in the same way that Zagat's has a geographic focus or even Fodor's. If you go and get any one of their books, you're going to say, I want to go to Costa Rica. You're going to go olive oil. You're going to get a, a book as to what, it, you know, what are all the things to do in Costa Rica. It's a geographically focused book. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to have a thing focused, and this is where I focus in on. This could be goal setting, time management, grieving, divorce, diabetes, anything along that way. So your focus is always going to be one of three things. It's a person, it's a place, or it's a thing. That's really important. And once you identify that, stay really narrow. And that's where that olive oil concept comes in. Perfect. Well, let me add on to olive oil. This is one of my phrases I always say in in my new book that I I had my illustrator draw this. But it's so much, actually, it's easier to niche your books and your writing. And when you niche it, it's so much easier to be the whale in the lake than the sardine in the sea. Mm-hmm. So when you narrow that baby down and you really can talk and you can drill down and you know who that audience is you're writing to, whether it's the wealthy elite people in just a very select geographic area, or for example, I ended up being this expert of toxic bad behavior among nurses. I was the go-to person. You got a problem, you get Bryles in, you know, she kind of kick ass. Oops, yep. I don't know if I can say that. But anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> But that's what I would did. I was very, I, I told, showed, I taught people how to be, use my care funding script and nail it and stop the bad behavior. Um, and there was a huge outcomes every which way. So when you write to those specific areas, the person, um, and I was writing for the, 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 actually the healthcare area, but I was talking about a thing which was very bad, toxic behavior. And when people got it, they get it. I'll be right back. This is Judith Browse. Our guest is the amazing, amazing Gary Ryan Blair. Goals, 
and really specific is what author success is all about. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Since 1987, Colorhouse Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Colorhouse to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing with Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. Do you need postcards that make a statement? How about business cards, flyers, brochures, or NCR forms? Tuvets is the solution for all your printing needs. Providing services specially designed for authors, we deliver exceptional quality colored printing. Most important of all, we specialize in reducing your printing costs. No more waiting. No more standing in lines at your local printer. Online proofing. With our pricing tools calculator, you can get instant quotes on all your printing products, as well as shipping rates all over the United States. Just a few clicks of the mouse and you're on the way to discovering how easy and convenient online color printing should be. Contact our friendly, human, account representatives. We recognize that you want answers, not voice prompts. Visit our website at www.tu-vets.com or call one 800 894-8977. When Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. 
everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, often during our, our broadcast, we like to bring in our uh, sponsors. And, and I'd love to, we're going to be introducing one of our new sponsors now and who will be joining us. His commercials will be up next week. But we have Total Merchant Services. And that if you're going to have books, you have to have credit cards. You have to be able to take credit cards. You will leave at least 50% of your monies possibilities on the table if you don't have the ability to take credit cards. So Alan Dean, who is the managing partner for the free terminal, is going to be with us. And this is we have a great relationship with Total Merchant Services. And I've asked Alan to share just a, a couple of tips for authors to think about with credit cards. So maybe some quick do's and don'ts, Alan. So welcome, Alan Dean, to your guide to book publishing. Thank you, Judith. Thanks for having me. You know, before I opened my first business, my father told me that if you're going to sell any type of product, you need to make it affordable to the client, and you also need to take it payment in as many ways as possible. In today's day and age, you know, people don't walk around with their checkbooks. It's pretty much debit and credit cards. And for the authors that are out there that are selling books in large quantities or just doing one by one, you need to be able to offer your clients a convenient way to pay whether it's through a smartphone, over the internet, a wireless terminal, or a terminal in your office that clients come in and use. So what we've done, we've partnered with AuthorU as a premier partner. We've handled Judith Business and AuthorU's for several years. And we invite uh, any author that is considering uh, selling books, which I'm sure you are, <laughs> they better be. <laughs> We'd like to do the processing for you. Our, our rates are economical. We're competitive with PayPal, Square, and Intuit. We have the lowest rates available in the country. We offer free equipment for any type of processing that we do. There's no setup fee. There's no annual fee. We don't have any type of a contract. So what we're saying to you is that we believe that we'll be able to give you the best rates and the best service available so that you'll want to stay with us. We don't need to lock you in with a contract. So we'd like it to invite you to contact us at www.thefreeterminal.com and submit online questions, or you can call us toll-free at 1-800-485-3574, extension 102. And if you're local in Colorado or just in the United States and you just want to dial me, my direct line is 303 668 6828. Alan, I have a really quick question before we let you go. What uh, I, You know I get called by banks and other financial institutes always saying that, and I know all other authors who are taking credit cards get these calls saying that we can beat their services. And, of course, there, when you look at some of these merchant statements, there's a lot of mumbo-jumbo. Is there a, just one quick technique that an author can look at to see whether or not they're getting a decent rate? The, the simple the best way to start is, of course, call me. But <laughs> besides that, basically what you would do is you would take your monthly Visa MasterCard volume. Say you, you processed $10,000 and your fees were $300. Simple division, you're at 3%. Okay? 
So that's a starting point. If you're if you're at anywhere close to three percent, you need to be calling us. What we found is that most merchants are being overcharged. This is a trillion dollar industry. There's a lot of money in it, and there are, there are very confusing statements. And the average merchant author. Even myself didn't understand even how to read it until I became involved in the industry. All righty. So for our authors, just take the total amount of volume, whether it's $500, $100, $1,000, a mega thousand dollars, and just what the gross amount of fees are, do the math, what's the percent. And if you are, if you're, hey, if, if you're over 2%, if you're over 1.5%, you need to look other places. So give Alan Dean a call, Total Merchant Services. 800-485-3574, extension 102, or just go to www.thefreeterminal.com. All right. Thank you, Alan. And we're back with the amazing, the amazing Gary and Ryan Blair. I mean, I love everything he says. I, I, um, uh, I, I think the information that's coming across is absolutely so right on that uh, it, will, it will make or break. He's talking about setting up your book, setting up your book, start thinking smart, Start thinking business, publishing, authoring is a business. If you're a hobbyist and you want to just gaze and look in your belly button, you know, we're not really talking for you. Um, but if you really want to be successful, this is the podcast, the broadcast you need to be listening to. So, Gary, let's come on back to that. You and I had talked off the air that we wanted to make sure that we address the concept of thinking small. So let's jump into thinking small. You bet. Uh, you know, one of the things that always concerns me is whenever I see authors that come out with their CD programs and their books and all their different packages, and a lot of them are very high-priced. And I think some of the advice that people are getting is absolutely incorrect, and they're not really taking the time, one, to look at – it's not even so much looking at the economy. I just think you've got to take the time to truly look at, look at the way purchases are being made. And I teach a process, essentially, of I call it thinking small and scaling big. So here's the way this thing works. You have to look at life and realize that just about every purchase that you make is a series of micropayments. As an example, okay, credit card transactions you were just talking about. The banks make a fortune on half a percent, two percent, one percent, and the average person would walk by a penny sitting on the ground, but the cumulative effect of those piled on top of each other is enormous. So there are, again, a trillion-dollar industry that is being made basically on very, very small percentages. But the same thing is true. If you go and look at most of the things that you buy, toothpaste, you're going to pay, what, a buck and a quarter? You look at your individual purchases. Most people will look at the entire bill when they go to the, the supermarket. But the fact of the matter is everything that you bought in that cart is probably somewhere between, I don't know, 75 cents and $2. It's pretty much the way it's going to go. Your ham your, your, you know, and, and your, your other stuff will be a little bit more. But the majority of products will be a series of what I call micropayments. And even provide even more evidence. Look at iTunes. Apple is making is, without a doubt, is the most profitable and successful business that's probably ever existed from the standpoint of just pure flat-out profits and scalability. iTunes, they're selling these things for a buck at a time, and they're selling billions of them each individual year. That's a moneymaker. That is what you call think small, scale big. In the same way that Kindle, take the time to see what's going on. There are more e-books now being sold than there are actual physical books, but those e-books are being sold anywhere between 99 cents and 3.99, and they're making a fortune as it relates to that. If you go and you look at water, everyone moans and complains about the price of gasoline, and now it's supposed to be going up to five bucks. 
But, you know, you go in there and you buy eight ounces of water, you pay a buck a buck or so for it. But if you multiply that out and really compare it even the price of water to gasoline, you're probably paying about nine, $19 a gallon uh, as, as it relates towards water. People don't even take the time and, and, and realize what's going on. Um, but soda, Tic Tacs, coffee, ATM fees, all of this type of stuff, we are surrounded. We live in a world of what I basically call micropayments. So what you want to be able to do is, especially if you want continuity, and, and this is where I'm building this up to, is that ultimately you just don't want a one-off sale. It is going to be very difficult for any author to go out and hump a new deal or try to go out and get a new customer and again and again and again. So whatever business model you create, you want to be able to create some type of a continuity model, essentially where people pay you month in and month out uh, because, simply because you sell them once and you keep them forever. Or you realize that the, the, the second most important metric outside of conversion rate is lifetime value of a customer. So ultimately what you want to do is you want to keep customers in your funnel as long as possible. Now, coming back to the idea of thinking small, the best way to do that is with a very high-quality, high-content-driven uh, offer and experience at a very low, reasonable cost. You make them, you, get, you provide them with so much value and give them every reason to stay and hardly any or no reasons to go. Well, certainly, Gary, some of the things that you see, I mean, I've, you go to a lot of conferences, whether you may be presenting them, there are other people on the platform, or you go to learn yourself. And sometimes I go to observe. I, I want to see what other people are doing out there. And you, I, I mean, I'm, in fact, I, I come away almost numb with some of the what I call pitch fests. And that where people start at their ten thousand nine hundred and ninety seven dollar package. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. As we we're working down and, and and then they break it all up, but for you here today, you're gonna get uh for for uh seventy seven dollars or whatever it is. I mean, is is there a formula for all that? <laughs> The, the reality is, yes, there is a formula for it. Uh, I'm not in agreement with it, but there is a formula for it. And, it, and you know, there, there really is. It's selling from the stage. Now, there are some people who have the mindset that your goal as a speaker, the guy on the stage, is to drain that customer of every cent that's in their wallet or on their credit card. See, and a lot that. of people do think that way. I, to no. me, that's just, you know, that's, you know, that's predator behavior. I mean, but there's, yeah. that's the way a lot of people operate. Well, it is a predator behavior, and see, I, I want them to feel like they get such a frickin' value with me. <laughs> we're, we're speaking the same too, sister. I understand. Yeah, <laughs> and I want, that's why we give away a lot. I mean, we yep. do give a lot, a lot, and a lot of it's my time. But I know I can make or break and rock their book if if they're underneath my umbrella. Sure. So, um, so with that, is is there when you look at your pricing? I, we've got, you know, I. We've got. We'll come back to this, but I'd love to talk about pricing and continue it. to do that with that thinking small, scaling back, thinking, and really, you end up being big. Your guide to book publishing. We'll be right back. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Writing and reading are moving to the cloud. WaveCloud represents a whole new community for writers and readers to connect, communicate, evaluate, and share. 
Writers hone their craft and build their business. Readers build their favorites. Sign up for updates at wavecloud.com. shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems, you want solutions. Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd if you want to create a book with no regrets. Give her a call today, 303 303- 885-2207. That's 303-885-2207. Or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at My Book Shepherd and on Facebook at The Book Shepherd. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author... Your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, as we come into our last quarter of the hour here, our guest today has been Gary Ryan Blair. And what he really, he is a a really gifted, gifted sexual and for this hour, he's really been one of the author's best friends with some of the things, thinking about what they need to, think, to, to process, to think through, with, with starting with problems make the world go round, not money, because when you know what the problem is, 
it will create money for you. And if you can address it, you can articulate it, if you can bring it down into that niche, whether it's the people, place, and thing. And we've gone through some of those tips. And we've been talking about thinking small and how huge it can become. So we're going to come back and readdress that. And we were talking about some of the pricing models and of what's realistic in thinking small that can develop into this this tsunami of benefits to you. So, Gary, it's back to you. <laughs> you bet. First up, when it comes to pricing, it really falls into one of four categories. It's it's not that difficult, but here's the way it goes. Um, it's a it's a quality and price comparison. So the first is high quality, high price. We're talking here about Tiffany's, Cartier's, and a fluent market. Um, if you're selling an author or a book, uh, you know I think there's going to be very very few that go into that specific market. Secondly, it's going to be low quality, high price. Um, what you were discussing before about some of the internet marketers or some of the cheese balls from stage, you know, that's what's happening in many cases. Low quality, not much there, but trying to sell at a very, very high price. Uh, there's not a lot of repeat customers. There's not a lot of referral business that comes as a result of that. The next, low quality, low price. And this would be your classic dollar stores or anything along that way, whatever brand's out there. But where I play, and Judith, I get the feeling it's where you do as well, is high quality, low price. Yes. And this is selling to the masses. And, you know, when you take the time to, to sit back and realize, that one, it is the largest audience, even if you're selling into a niche, um, and it's, it's, the, it's the place where you can scale the best. You can't scale in any one of those other areas. You just cannot. So for me, that's the, the only market that seems to make some sense. So high quality, very reasonably priced, and incredibly, and incredibly high value, which virtually guarantees the next sale and continual repeat customers. That's what you're looking for. So we're looking for the, the I, I call, always call it the next, next sale because I'm looking down the line here. And, and then your repeat. So you, now you, you create your raving fans. Listen, that, that's what it's all about. And the only way to do it is to play in that, that quadrant. Well, I agree with you. All right, so some of the steps, I mean, have, what, what kind of mishaps have you made along the way? I mean, I always, I, one of the things I always tell people when they're working with people, always ask them what mistakes. And if someone says, I've never made a mistake in my life, for God's sakes, run for the door! <laughs> because we all make them. Absolutely. No, uh, probably two, two biggest ones that come to my mind is one would, would be launching a product without testing it beforehand. Uh, and I'll give you a, a good solution for that in just a minute. And the other, you know, this goes back consulting days, but this, this darn near killed me, was putting too much, um, having too few customers. And uh, too much revenue was coming from, uh, from two or three customers rather than distributing that around maybe about 20 or 30. Oh, absolutely. We just had an author who just went bleeding this past six months because he had one customer, one customer for his speaking business, and he's been dying, and now he's rebuilding. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and that's that's the bonehead decision. Everyone know you know it instinctively. You've heard it. Everyone tells yeah. you about it. And uh, and until you uh, you know, <laughs> it's it's painful. It's a painful experience. But hopefully you <laughs> learn from it. Until you walk on the coals, you don't know what it's like. <laughs> yeah, but you know, even from testing, though, this is a good thing to consider for everybody. We we live in an age right now where there's so many tools that allow you to test like a surgeon, and I'm talking about with precision. But if you wanted to test an assumption, an idea, and see if there was a market for it, there's Google Google Analytics out there. 
You could actually go buy Google AdWords. You could put up a fake cover for an ebook or something along that way, and put it out there. Put an advertising budget of 200 bucks and test it for three weeks or two weeks, and see how many clicks actually come through. It, it, it doesn't have to take them anywhere. It could be. It could take them to a phantom page. It doesn't even really matter. Or redirect them to one of your others. But just go back in and look at the metrics. That will give you an idea of the frequency of the buys and what the cost is for advertising for those keywords. That you know helps you real quickly to identify if there's a potential market there. All right. So, and 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 I believe in doing that and uh, talking to authors, and they're they're almost afraid to do some of this kind of testing. And I said, this is part of your budget. This is part of your book budget. That there's going to be, and it helps find your niche too. I think oh, if you're absolutely. not quite clear, it helps narrow that down that funnel to what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. All right. So when you when you look at pricing of, of books, I mean, you jumped ship and you decided not to self-publish. And I and I think that to me, uh, Gary, there's a difference between self-publishing and independent small press. Self-publishing, I still put mostly into the vanity press, where you pay to publish. All the pay to publishers kind of come into that realm. When I look at independent, you are truly into the design mode. You're you're the captain overall, and you're you're negotiating. You're into fees. You're doing all that. You're putting together a publishing house. House, which is what we did, and and you really go out and you actually have national distribution. If that's what you want, you can get it when you start putting together your packages. So I, I separate that. But you jumped from doing it yourself to going with a major publisher. Just for the one book and one book only. One book only. So are you now back onto your doing your thing under your own imprint? Absolutely. And listen, okay. the only reason I did it was, was I wanted to be able to jack up speaking fees. Um, you know, ah, the, strategy. Having, okay. Yeah, having the credibility of, of, of a best-selling author is fantastic. So, you know, was able to do that, been there, done that, you know, wrote it. And, yeah, no, there's not a lot of money to be made through the traditional publisher. I, I knew that going into it. But I also knew what book I needed to. But here's the thing for me also. I had the platform already in place. My mm-hmm. position was already there in the marketplace. The brand was already established. I had evidence in terms of previous sales through um, self-publishing. Um, you know, you know, I, I was I was golden, and I got a great deal basically accordingly. But uh, you know, now I do I do two keynotes a month. That's it. And you know, I get paid anywhere between fifteen and twenty-five grand. And uh, there's back-end sales, and uh, you know, it's a fortune to be made. As an example, I just did a gig for for Subway. And I had at the end of I got twenty two thousand dollars for the key for the keynote, uh, ninety minutes. Uh, when that was done, I, I sold from the stage. But you know, I here's here's the thing that's really important too. I'll share this with you. Um, what I sold from the stage was very very unique the way I positioned it. But my title of my talk was all about the silver bullet, what it would consist of, you know, if a silver bullet existed. And I'm standing on stage and I've got this picture, this image, of a uh, and in my hand an M forty five bullet, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, right, right from a rifle. But it's actually it's a USB drive. I stuffed everything counts. My entire book, I put the all the entire MP3. I put a whole bunch of other products on there. It was about approximately four hundred dollars worth of product retail if people were to buy that. And what I did was I sold that from the stage for one hundred dollars, a straight one hundred dollar bill, straight right across the board. And I wound up selling fifty two hundred. So you can do the math and, and mm-hmm. realize that that was turned into a half a million dollar gig pretty quick. Mm hmm. So yeah. you sold fifty two hundred of the bullets. Yeah. 
oh, Gary, I'm proud of you. Yeah. I'm great. But I, I, but see, I, I'm very visual, and I love those kind of visuals. I love the, I love gadgets and gizmos and you know all gimmicks. I love all that kind of stuff. Right. And that when you have that kind of visual and they get it, they want it. And I've told authors, and and I know as we come into our wrap up here, they need to understand that you don't have to blatantly pitch from the stage. You don't. And and, and people who get so stuck on credentials, you don't need an MBA or a PhD. What you have to be is G-O-O-D. That's the credentials you need. And when you deliver high content and high quality, and you're talking about, for in your case, a silver bullet, and you're, I, I know just from my experience with you this past hour, you've delivering high content, how-tos. You're, you're that benevolent dictator, and you know basically it's telling them to get off their ass and go forward, and this is what you can do, that you come across, and they're saying, I need this guy in my ear, and, and, and if I can have him for, if you just hold up that silver bullet, that flash drive that looks like the the seller bullet. Number one, that's your brand, and you carry that along. That they'd be nuts not to take it. You just say that, and you can just say it in in ten seconds. You can say four hundred dollars. It's yours for a hundred. Let me know. I'll meet you in the back of the room. That's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. Is that what you did? That's it. Okay, I get well, what it. I, what I also yeah. did in a handout. And this is part of the negotiation. Mm-hmm. But in the handout, the order form mm-hmm. was already there. Yeah. So you also tell them complete the complete the order form before they can they come uh, come back to the booth. That's right. So they have it. So we'll, we'll trade. You know, just complete it, trade it. And there's different ways. The other thing that I would actually, the one thing to do, I, I would, I maybe would give away a couple of those silver bullets um, from the platform. If something, something brilliant came out, you're interacted with, and and and. Well, here's here's what I did beforehand. This is important from a speaker standpoint. If you're gonna, if, you, if your book takes you, put you on stage, it's the prep work that you do before you get on stage. Mm-hmm. What I did is I communicated very, very clearly with, with the person who was putting this whole event together that, listen, let me do a video for you. Let me just set the stage, let them know what I'm going to talk about, build some anticipation, write a newsletter. I had built up so much credibility before people even got there because I was already giving away stuff. Exactly. And gave them a couple of tips. So, you know, yeah. those things are very, very important because that will help you to, to, to get the back-end sales with all the pre-work that you do. Yeah, I, I think that's always the case. Someone who spoke on the platform for thirty years—I mean, I, I always had the same kind of thing going—and and and you know, supported a family and built a house and did all those things with my words. So I'm always amazed when people say, "How can you make a living as an author?" Well, you have to work your tush off, but you need to work smart, and you can do it. Bottom line. I agree. Yeah. All right. So we have like 30 seconds left. Any one last minute tip you want to give us, Gary? And how can they, oh, wait a minute. Tell us how to go and sign up for the 100 day challenge. Please yeah, tell us that. Okay. Surprise, surprise. Go 100daychallenge.com. Let me tell you, oh. depending on when you're listening to this, but uh, the 20th of, of September, that is the last 100 days of the year. So this program is all about finishing the year strong. So 100daychallenge.com. Check it out. You'll love the, uh, love the experience. All right, fabulous, fabulous session. Gary, Ryan Blair, the Bulls Guy, 100 Day Challenge, Tom, this is Judith Files. We'll be with you next week. Guide to Publishing. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles.